Happening, everyone. Welcome to the Paranormals. I am Johnny Monoxide, and tonight I am joined by a Reinhardt von Krieger. What's up, man? Not much. Glad to be here for a nice chill weekend. Yes, the weekend show. Also joining us out of the dungeon, up on the mic, Grognak. What's up? Good evening, high rollers. <laughs> What's happening? Uh, sir, not appearing this evening will be Dogbot, who will be joining us for the Nationalist Inquirer on Tuesday. For the live stream, but he's he's busy this weekend. What's up, guys? Man, not he's much. trying to figure out how uh, airplanes fly, right? Without all that fuel, right? Oh man, we still we still haven't done anything on the jet fuel hoax, but it is definitely a hoax. Yeah, we need to bring Skull on for that one. Oh, he he would he would have like massive massive like angry fit if we didn't have him on for that one. What are you guys doing? He wouldn't be angry. He would be he would be sad, more likely. Yeah, sad skull is is not something we like to uh, <laughs> like to start up there. <laughs> no, <laughs> we don't, we don't want sad skull. No, no. But uh, we will we will definitely have to get into the jet fuel hoax because it is indeed a hoax. Um, are you guys a compressed air theory enjoyer, or are you a uh, no, no? No, no. Okay. What is your which which theory do you uh, seem to be a respecter of? Moving through the ether with the um, so if you know just a quick the quick rundown is if you look at the engines on the front they're lifted up above the <laughs> wings just a little bit to help give it like that glider lift. Hmm. And uh, the way that those engines work is it's just pulling the air through those engines. Kind of like if you ever see someone like do a self-propelled like noodle-shaped thing through the water. You ever see something like that? Yeah. 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 That's all, that's all it is. The fuel goes to the engine in the back to help take off. That's all that's for. Honestly, I could see it. And what is our, what is our atmosphere under this firmament, if not water? Obviously, among other elements, but water is the most abundant. You use that dirty word, dirty A word. Abundant? Atmosphere. <laughs> oh, atmosphere, yeah. <laughs> the atmosphere under the firmament. Come on. When the flat earther realizes he's breathing from the atmosphere instead of the atmosphere flat. Ether. Yeah. <laughs> I hate those stupid jokes. They're funny. I mean, some of when them are dumb, but they're says, funny. Thank God instead of thank science. Right. Well, I yeah. was beating up on Skull about that just just this week. I DM'd him and I was like, "Bro, don't don't say atmosphere, bro." No, it was like you know, it's those dumb ones where it's like you know, there's the atheist waiting at the bottom of the chimney for science mist to evolve down the you know evolve down the chimney and bring him some presents. Right. Science. Uh, science claws. Science claws. Yeah. To come down to come down for e- science miss evolve down the chimney yeah right <laughs> no it's <laughs> just uh, the amount of mental gymnastics it takes to believe the official narratives on science is amazing well here's here's the thing science is full of theories 
And people, all it is. people are taught these theories in school from kindergarten all the way up to pre-kindergarten, actually, all the way up to you know college and beyond. Higher education, supposed to be higher education, doing air quotes. Um, you know, they're taught these theories as fact. And that's science just, is in. Yeah, the science is yeah, in. The science is you heard that, Krognak. The the science is in, right? It's in, you know. COVID's over and the science see, is see, in. I mean, I mean, sorry, NASA said. Oh. Well, NASA said that they lost the science. Oh, so is NASA more honest than the CDC? Uh or didn't Fauci just say that the CDC should be above any sort of um I forgot the word it was, but it's like basically above being checked by anybody. Oh, so the recent Florida, uh, like stripping away of Disney's special rights is about to go to the CDC for Georgia. Oh yeah. The Disney. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Disney, Disney got stripped of their self-governance. So is now the CDC just going to get that, but for the whole country. I guess, yeah. I mean, it'd be something like that. Somebody's got to have that kind of autonomous, you know, power. Yeah, you know, if if an entity that nobody knows anything about, if if you don't work there, and even if you do work there, or you still don't know anything outside of your cubicle, you know, you, you got to have self autonomy or self governance. Yeah. I mean, what are all these idiot normies going to do if they have any insight into what you're doing? I mean, what are they worth, right? Right. can't let normal people know what's actually going on. You got to tell them. Well, they do. Yeah, they do. They tell them in the Avengers movies. Oh my God. <laughs> or in the new, uh, <sighs> Lord of the Rings. Don't even, <laughs> dude, I don't even want to hate watch it after everything that's come out. No, I don't even want to hate watch it. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think you, I don't think you should. I feel like the day that comes out and I don't watch it and I never do that will be my full transition away from the beast system. <laughs> that'll, that'll be the day that I get on my knees in sackcloth before the Lord. And I say, <laughs> I'm done with it all. There you go. Jeez. But back to science. Yes. Back to science. Speaking of science, did you see the, uh, the post about the giant stone spheres in Costa Rica? Uh, yes, I did. Those and things those are, are found in a lot more places. Right, but they're enough. perfectly round. And it's always, you know, it's always when we see it, because they make the rounds every couple of years on Twitter, Telegram now, Instagram, whatever. And it's always like, who, for what purpose? The you and on, the you are and on, for what purpose yeah, did right. they make these? <laughs> right. <laughs> What on earth happened? Yeah, that's pretty funny. That's actually pretty good. I mean, what uh, what do you think? Knowing what we know, um, I, man, have you ever seen welding slag? And when it comes off, it's like perfectly cylindrical, like the little balls. I know, I know, Grognak. If you've seen this, like, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's actually a good theory. Like little balls, like maybe merge. it's a ball bearing that fell out of someone's tools. Yeah, or you know how? Yeah, 
you know how mercury forms like perfect balls when it breaks up? Yes. And small enough, something like that. I think it's some sort of a, just a chemical, um, cooling, something solidified. Yeah, so, yeah. so some, I was so ready some... to say, yeah, right. But yeah. that's actually a... Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so some nephew was doing some work, some construction work, and uh, these things just happened to fall out as runoff, and now they're religious sites. Yeah, or something, you know. Somebody was somebody was loading the loading the BB gun. Gigantic BB well, gun. When I was when I was a kid, Ow. you'd hear like massive thunder. My parents told me the gods were bowling. Maybe they, those were the balls. You too. You too. Them. Yeah, I always heard angels bowling. Yep. Angels bowling. Yep. Yep. That was an angel bowling strike, Johnny. That was <laughs> that was my Catholic <laughs> grandmother, my Catholic nanny. That was my mom. That was my my Christian mom. Well, my grandmother on my mom's side was uh French Canadian and um was originally Catholic. Whoa. So yeah, a French Canadian Catholic, I guess. What were, what were those called? There's an actually name for it, like the Huguenots or something. That was no, was those were French Protestants. French Protestants. What were the French Catholics called? I forgot. Uh real people. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. All right. All right. In France. All right. That's what the French called themselves. No, that's we have the, a lot of those here. That's what my meme is. That's what the French call themselves, just French? Well, no, I mean, yeah. that's my that's grandma in French is meme. No, no, I know meme. Yeah, yeah. yeah ours but was meme. I don't, I don't know what she called herself. But she that's herself that Catholic, is, I think. Yeah, if you were a French Catholic, you were just French. Okay, I don't like, know. I'm, I'm sure I don't there know was a term, is somebody's going to be TFO it, but you were simply French. That okay. was the norm. Okay, so it's like being C of E. If you were, you were just, yeah, she you were British, to. you were a C of E. You were that. That was it. Pretty much. Yes, if you were, and if you were Anglo, you were apostate. <laughs> wow, rude! What, what church is the one where they throw people into volcanoes? Uh, that's one of those Hawaiian. Whatever things, right? one from that, that what's his name movie? Joe, Joe versus, versus the volcano. volcano. Oh, Jinx! <laughs> that was literally recorded at the exact same time. I just looked at the audio waveform and it is like, looks like one person is speaking there. Very nice. That's perfect. Cause I didn't catch it on my end. Ah, right on. Very nice. Wherever we go, we're taking this luggage with us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a pedophile. Well, um, obviously, I mean, he's in Hollywood. Yeah. Well, what can you do? But speaking of volcanoes. Um, ooh. Yeah. You guys want you guys want to talk about volcanoes tonight? Yeah, let's ruin those too. All right, let's ruin volcanoes. A while back, we did an episode called the Crystal Tree Scrapyard. And you're like, well, wait a minute, what does a volcano have to do with crystal trees? And I'm like, hang on, hang on, we're gonna get there. But hold on, there's more. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to keep going. <laughs> All right, so uh, the Crystal Trees, you know, the uh, Giant's Causeway, the Devil's Tower, these structures, these plateaus, these cliff faces that are made of hexagonal stone, um, you know, hexagonal, quote, volcanic rock. Um, well, that's going to tie into what vol volcanoes are. 
or supposed to be. Right, guys? Gentlemen? Yeah, what what do you guys think of when you think of a volcano? That's what I was going to ask first. Like, ah. Reinhardt, what do you think of when you when you think of the word volcano? So what I think of is this cone-shaped mountain just randomly spinning out this sometimes pyroclastic, you know, fire and rock and just crazy and there's a massive flood of fiery water essentially you know that that's what i think of that's a good one yeah but also when you think of when i think of volcano i think of like mount saint helens where it just blew up and it was just a gigantic cloud of smoke for like days there was and it no, reaches hundreds of miles. Right. And there was no there was no fire. There was no magma. There was no none of that. There was no uh there's no lake of fire, rivers of fire, sparks. Now, when you think of like Hawaiian um when you think of like Hawaiian volcanoes, you think of like rivers of lava. Yeah, Mount Kilauea, like three right. years ago, two yeah. or three years ago. Right. It just like, you know, just explosions and and magma pouring out from under the ground schmegma no magma oh sorry magma you know that's the uh, dr evil his member is volcano lair right anyway anyhow so what do you think grognag when you hear the word volcano Well, I think of all like the coolest boss battles and all the cartoons I watched when I was a kid, like in like Mighty Max and, uh, you know, didn't they, didn't they even go down into one in Jules Verne's uh, Journey to the Center of Earth? That was like the first book I remember reading with one, you know. Isn't that how they got in there? They went into a yeah. into an inactive yeah, volcano. Yeah. That was part of it, yeah. It was either, was it New Zealand or Iceland? Oh man, because I've seen forever. I've seen all the Journey to the Center of the Earth films, even the terrible one with the rock, and um, I think oh, that was boy. Iceland. I think it was Iceland. Yeah, sure. they always either go Iceland or New Zealand. Interesting, though. I mean, those two choices, even IRL, would be like, hmm. No, I know. Well, I think it was because they weren't they were dormant, and right, okay. they were able to. At least they were able to bore a certain way through. I don't know. Yeah, that's the story anyway. Yeah. Right. There's an inactive, dormant volcano, and they managed to break through and to get into the underworld. Which I think is more correct than most people would give credit for. Sure. Well, but it's not a what? dormant volcano, is it? When uh, Diablo 2 put out the DLC, and you could be a druid, and you could Dude. make that sweet volcano come out of the ground. That was cool. That was fun. I still have yet to play the immortal version. <laughs> the remake. Oh man. I have never played a single moment of Diablo. If you're ever going You've to play a video a game volcano, come on. If you're ever going to play a video game, Diablo 2 Remastered is actually a really good classic game to play. Fair enough. But probably won't happen, but fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I just listen to the soundtrack. That's good enough. 
All right, that'll go. work. I can do that. Let's let's talk about volcanoes, though. Uh, they are, well, that's you know that's pressure built up inside the you know from the core, from the molten core, the spinning molten magnetic magma core, and it spews out through cracks in the man pressure in the mantle, which causes cracks in the crust and causes the explosion. Right? Am I am I doing that right? Yes, that was it was in the cartoon. Yeah. All right. Well. Well, and how are they formed? We're told through the plate tectonic theory, which is, as most things in science, is still known as a theory. It's plates that rubbed up against each other, crashed, um, and pushed Earth up into a mountain cone shape, right? That's what we're told from birth. Um, and then suddenly, like, this is this is how magma, lava, whatever, just makes this channel and explodes, Magma. Yeah, magma. It's it's amazing, but it always comes out of almost always comes out of a you know, like a pointy shaped mountain, like a like a somebody poured a bunch of sand into a pile and it makes that one specific cone shape. So guys, from my little journey in in figuring stuff out with volcanoes, it was just one of those things I heard that was kind of funny, like space is fake. And I laughed at it and later I was like, holy shit, space is fake and birds are fake. And I'm not sure about that one yet, but no, that was great though. Brad, Brad, (laughs) that that was was great. It's, that's another paranormies um, meme, you know, guys, I, I heard the volcanoes are a fake thing. So just like with satellites, I looked up a bunch of pictures online to, you know, um, you know, not be as curious as I was without looking at the Google pictures and the pictures of volcanoes, like they don't have passageways for the volcano to come down out of like the top. Right. And some of them don't even go down anywhere. They don't like the top of the volcano. It doesn't look like anything comes out of it whatsoever. No, it just looks like a flat surface. Like a, like it's a, sometimes it's totally flat. Yeah. Like there's a hole, like a, a, a jagged hole. And there's a flat surface and you know, underneath almost like, almost like they were blasting it, you know, from above with something. Well, and that's, that's the thing, right? Is, is many of these volcanoes, most of them, uh, they are amazingly shaped craters. They're very circular, not always perfect, obviously. Um, but circular shaped craters. And when you look at most of these, because most, quote, volcanoes on the planet are dormant, and even if you look at ones that are underground, which is where, or underwater, sorry, where most of these volcanoes are, it's still a crater at the top, and you don't see any room for a lava flow tunnel. And it's not that it was just covered by, you know, a a thin layer of dirt after not being active for a certain amount of time. There is no evidence of a tube being there at all. Is that, am I correct in that Grognak? Yeah, exactly. Or evidence of lava flow coming down from it anywhere. Right. It's just a hole that's just known as a dormant volcano. And then, I mean, if you were uh, investigating like a crime scene, let's say, and you were trying to track the trajectory of a bullet out of a gun, you could try to track the magma out of a, (laughs) you know, out of a volcano. And it just doesn't seem like it's feasible that it comes out of it at all. You can look at Mount Vesuvia where Pompeii happened. And it, Pompeii is, is very far from that, from that, uh, volcano. Yeah. And if it was, you know, if it did erupt and hit that city, it really was, you're supposed to expect it was just this big 
like a glob ball that came out and fired right on top of it and, and spat just right there. Right. It's it. it like Vesuvius burped out one giant lava ball and it landed perfectly on on Pompeii. And then that yeah, lava like ball in like Dragon Ball Z giant, or something. Yeah, yes. And that lava ball created a giant smoke ball, which or dust ball, excuse me, that completely, you know, buried the city of, of Pompeii and Herculaneum, which was like twenty miles away. Right, right. Completely buried them for Com- thousands of years. Everybody completely. forgot about them. Yep. And I'm I'm sorry. But every, everything years. around the base of Vesuvia is fine. There's no lava flow that came down to destroy anything right around it. Right, nothing there was and, no like you know, like, you know, when you do the catch up and you it always goes over the edge and you got to clean it off before you put the top on. Like, there's none of that. Yeah. None of that. None of that action happening with the lava. You'd think the lava would be pretty thick. You know, that well, could not be- only that, but people people will build brand new structures at the bases of known volcanoes. Mm-hmm. Why, would, why would you do that? Right. The insurance company let that happen. I, I don't understand the logistics behind that. It's like, you know, New Orleans being built underwater. These cities being built at the base of um, active, what would be active volcanoes, some of them. You know, known volcanoes that have been known to erupt. That's crazy, right? Why would you do well, that? Well, because they're, they're not. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, please. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. No, I was just saying it's because, well, are volcanoes what they tell us that they they are? Or are they something different? Well, it's an incredible thing, isn't it? Um, you don't see any lava flow channels, right? That are created by these volcanic eruptions, right? You see, quote, evidence of the what they call pyroclastic flow, and pyroclastic is just fire and rock, right? It's it's fiery rocks that are blown out from the top of this thing, and that is supposedly what hit Pompeii first, and then the ash cloud. Came yes. out, but you see nothing that flowed down the side, nothing that melted channels into these things. And then, if the funny thing is, you, if you look at lava channels that come down from these supposed volcanoes, they mimic perfectly debris fields where you're just dumping, like even if you're just doing construction, right? You're mm-hmm. dumping dirt from one place to another in a pile. Right, and this dirt flows down. It always does when you put some on top, and it naturally creates channels. Right down the side of this pile. Right, and that's what you see. I thought that was was one of the most incredible pieces of evidence. That they they look just like debris piles. Yeah, and no no evidence of lava cutting through all of this land. Oh, right. None whatsoever. You- and also no, <clears throat> excuse me, no path for lava to travel. Like, and, and the, the way that was it ash comes before the lava and how does that even work? Like, you know, like the whole sequence of how, you know, these things work, like how would the ash even blow out before the lava came out? Like, wouldn't the ash be the post burnt stuff? You know? How is the how is the smoke first, and why do these volcanic explosions look a lot like controlled demolition explosions? Grogdan, or is that too deep for hour one? I don't think so at all. <laughs> what do you think, Grognet? Well, there's definitely a difference in classifying what you call a volcano because some of them do just look like the the tree the like we did the, the episode on the silicon trees 
So some of them look like they're definitely silicon-based things that came up out of the ground. They have like the root kind of at the bottom. It looks like they spread out. And then it's either chopped off, like you said, like a flat, just flat, flat. Or some of them look like they're broken off, like someone snapped it, mm-hmm. you know. And then there's the ones that um, just look like a big compost pile. Like you said, it really looks like the same thing as uh, like if somebody were to pour like a fresh pile of pea stone out in your driveway or something like, or gravel. And it's just the same type of formation. Well, and that, that connects back to our silicon tree episode, doesn't it? Uh, we did mention volcanoes in that episode uh, solely as debris piles that had this mixture of obviously the silicon tree contents, whatever elements were also part of that structure, that natural structure, um, in addition to what was in the earth below. And any of us know compost piles, hay bales, those things, they can Oh, spontaneously combust and continue to do so. Oh yeah, absolutely. My compost, conditions. my compost has caught on fire more than once since I've since I've been composting. It was the first the first year I tried to do it. My compost pile caught on fire twice. Yeah, yeah, that'll happen. I thought that'll happen. I that's that that's was... what. Well, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say that to me when we were first doing this all the way back last year, mm. uh, that was probably one of the things that got me the most is that this is such a common occurrence on a small scale. So why not on a large scale? Yeah. Why wouldn't it, you know, just be a chemical reaction between two substances and uh, pressure and heat and boom, you know, exactly. Living in the South happens all the time. Yeah. Just a very large scale. um, That's, that's a couple of them. One of the other ones I'm very curious about you. You quickly mentioned ones that have been, we bombed and stuff, which is as strange to me as the idea of bombing Antarctica or bombing, you know, the sky, the firmament, very strange thing to do, right? Like why bomb a dormant volcano? But the U S military has dropped bombs into several volcanoes. Uh, I posted a link to um, an article from national geographic and the content channel. If you want to take a quick peek at it, but it's, you know, that doesn't make it's very whole, strange, right? Yeah, like, it doesn't make a do whole that? lot of sense. <laughs> it doesn't make a whole lot of sense why they would do something like that, you know? Like, well, these so these are unlike the compost piles or the broken trees. You got to ask yourself, yeah, they must be doing this for a reason. And these ones are the ones. Uh, I'm trying to find the specific one that had the uh, a good picture in it because it's hard to find. But people have t- taken pictures of the insides of some of them, and they have what look like brick masonry work inside of the volcano see that's Um, that's one that i didn't quite get i mean it's it's absolutely incredible if that's a construct if that is if that's a possibility or at least that there's a construct inside of it yeah hold on so i just read a little bit of this article so they dropped 3.6 tons of tnt on this uh lava that was rolling down hilo Towards Hilo, right on um, Mono, the Mauna Loa volcano, they dropped three point six tons of explosives on it. Um, That's seventy two hundred pounds. They said they uh, it wasn't to meant to destroy Mauna Loa or even to stop it as its eruption, only to divert danger by collapsing the rocky channels and underground tunnels. 
the lava was flowing towards Hilo. Hmm. Underground tunnels in the mountains there, huh? Interesting. See, here on Paranormies, when we see things like underground tunnels mentioned and there are no pictures, there is nothing else other than what the establishment, in this case being National Geographic, which we all know you don't trust, considering right. they're owned by Disney, um, that gives us pause, right? <laughs> underground tunnels, huh? Yeah. Yeah, underground mm. tunnels near a volcano. That totally mm. this fiery this fiery death was passing through was to save you all. I don't know. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Sounds like Press covering X. up some sort of evidence. We've seen that be the case more than once. Bombing something to cover up the evidence. Yep. And if you don't believe they would do it at this point, don't know what to tell you. Well, the guy I like the guy that does these uh the videos, some of the videos that we watched. The what are what really are volcanoes? You know that guy. The one the um, what's his name? His his channel is called uh That's Divergent you're talking about? Yeah, Divergent, yeah. That guy's great. He's the guy that did the videos. Um our friend Daniel Kuhn sent us some uh sent me a link to some videos with the guy. He calls him the the heroic mustache man. So he could, so he could, uh, he could get away with, you know, saying things about certain people without getting banned off YouTube. So he calls a certain guy who just had a birthday, the heroic mustache man, but he, he like talks all kinds of stuff about, uh, some of the things that they knew about, uh, getting out of, um, out of this realm and out to Agartha underneath the ice wall. I, yeah, I'm specifically uh, interested in finding out some more about that. Yeah, but I like I this guy's. You know what? Um, I like this guy's they, videos they, though. When he came into power, he took over a lot of Freemason stuff and gathered it all up. And uh, since we all know that they have a big part to play in the charade that is the heliocentric model, I think that's how Hitler found out and then started to go try to touch the wall and shoot rockets into it and stuff. Hmm. I've said that a couple times in the chat, but I, I'm very firmly seated in this theory. You know, we've talked about the the swastika being uh, the sign of the the Big Dipper around Polaris spinning through the seasons, right? Sure, that's pretty well known now. Sure, I mean that's I mean that you know that's ostensibly what it is. You can look at it, see it, watch it. Do you think? Uh, do you think uh, Himmler's interest in all the occult things came from things that they got their hands on or do you think it was uh bullcrap basically oh i don't think it was uh all bullcrap i think there's a lot of i think there's a lot of obs- obf- obfuscation going on with what was really going on with himmler there's not many books you know written about him um in english at all there's a few in German. I think Well when you when you find stuff about Himmler, a lot of the time it shows that Hitler himself was even like, dude, why are you LARPing this much? You're weird. Yeah, that's well that's so do you the, think he's that's the, the official one that found things that Hitler you know, Hitler was like, The science is in and Himmler was like, <laughs> No, we have to go look and see what's in Antarctica. And Hitler was like, Fine, go to Antarctica. Dude, I I don't even know. 
No, the thing is, is well, the history is so convoluted. You know, we'll never really know. I want to read David Irving's book about Himmler. I think it's a two-part. Uh, which one is that? Book. It, it just was his most recent one, I believe. And oh, true Himmler. Yeah. Okay. Oh, twenty twenty. Dang. Oh, yeah. hardcover, hundred and five dollars. Yeah, of course. It's a David Irving Oosh. book. Oosh. But donations. Well, yeah, he was. He yeah, exactly. Donations. We'll buy it. We'll <laughs> buy it and read it. And talk about it. Um. But Himmler. Well, David Irving was bullied into recanting his um, Holocaust denial. Uh, you know who didn't recant after many, many decades of bullying at like 95 years old? Oh, yeah. The most based Oma of all time. Yes. Miss yes. Ursula Haverbeck. Ursula Haverbeck. Yes. She's awesome. Man, that that's one funeral I'd like to go to. <laughs> Man. I mean, that's. Yeah. So just to boomerang us back around, guys, we don't forget if uh, we have the Arctic Treaty to protect the penguins, you're supposed to also. Remember that we nuked the uh, supposed Nazi bases that were there, too. But back to bombing volcanoes, right? What do you think was in the volcanoes? That they were bombing them? Yeah, the volcanoes that they launched a bunch of TNT into. Do you think they were entrances to the Sheol? Mm. I mean, you know, I'm not sure. I mean, Hawaii. Well, supposedly, I guess real back, real quick back to the SS stuff. There mm-hmm. was a castle somewhere that they had fortified um, with the SS regimes, and I'm trying to remember where it was. Yeah, but like supposedly, it was an entrance right? to hell there. Wasn't it Wewelsburg or something like that? Well, Wewelsburg was in the Black Forest, yeah, in Germany. Or was there another one? I'll find I mean, out. Find out. Are you are you talking There's about supposed castle? To be a bunch. Are you talking about a castle in Germany? Because Wevelsberg was like the the spiritual center for the SS, at least as far as we know. Right. Um, for all we know, Antarctica. There, if we're still talking about Antarctica at all, there are about 138 volcanoes in Antarctica, and most of them are actually. It's unknown, or at least they are classified as unknown as the last time that they erupted. Others are, um, you know, 2,000 years ago, 3,000, 4,000, 6,000. How the hell do they, um, how the hell do they know that? That's, dude, that has been my question since I was like nine years old. Yeah. I'm not, like, I'm not trying to brag, but even when I was a kid in elementary school, I still questioned, like, how do you guys even know this? And I still, at you know, twenty six years old, I'm like, I still want to know. Nobody's nobody's told you. <laughs> nobody's told me yet. And I've talked to many, many actual geologists, archaeologists, anthropologists. Mm-hmm. There are many questions that I still have. Well, that's because science is all theory, right? And only a handful of them ever actually were that honest right but the science is in science is in (laughs) it's amazing anyway so what else could they be what else could they be well is to the underworld what else did they blow up 
Well, I mean, so here's another theory castles have, could be right? well, it could be like somebody's castle was blown up. It was like a, a stronghold. Was, it could be, right? But it's already inside of a big crater-looking thing. Hmm. Here's my thought, right? We, I was just mentioning uh, Operation Starfish Prime when they were firing supposed nukes at the firmament, mm-hmm. right? So imagine maybe there's some kind of faction of radical cultists that are trying to flood the terrarium again forcefully right maybe that's why they're trying to do that well if those are geysers that the waters that the floods came up out of from uh, the earth maybe they're trying to blow those ones open maybe they're trying to create another flood oh yeah well, that's that's an interesting one that goes into a theory that i personally kind of buy into um it was something that i had mentioned on our crystal tree episode the hydroplate theory of Dr. Walt Brown. And uh, Dr. Brown himself is a, a sphere cut old boomer, uh, but his model actually works perfectly in a flat plane, right? In a geocentric plane um, that the, the waters of the deep at the time that they came up, right? The, the plane of this earth would have been, he has no way of knowing, but theorized that it was mostly land and fresh water, right? But the waters of the deep are the ocean waters, right? They're full of brine. They're salt water. And they pop through, in, as described in Genesis, uh, pop through the earth in cracks that occurred. And I think from our Crystal Tree episode that could have been made by the strip mining that occurred, looking for resources in a war. And... They exploded through the surface of the Earth at such a magnitude. They do create these things like the Mid-Atlantic Ridge. They cause these uh, plates that our continents are on to, you know, uh, diverge from each other. They move. They some parts of them sink. Some of them rise. And we're, you know, basically living in the flooded remains of this war-torn Earth. And the volcanoes are debris piles. They are uh, rubble from all of that cataclysm hitting, from that pressure coming up, from so much rock and debris being blown apart into piles. Because eventually, in water, rock and debris settle, right? They settle together. Sure. And they don't just settle in a flat plane. Not always. They're going to pile up. Right. Well, so I th- that brings us to the last one, right? The laser, lasers. Oh yeah. Well, looking looking at volcanoes from directly above, a lot of them are you know almost perfectly round, you know, like a perfect circle. The whole, but but there's no you know passage you know, where like the lava could come up out of. And that, that's what they say they are in um, in some countries, right? Like in Africa, Namibia, you know, it's just a, it's a volcano. But it just looks like something was carved out there, right? Like, say, like like a giant laser, a giant laser beam. Carved yeah, out like a there's, a, there's a crater in Africa, in uh, Kenya, that I know of. And I think it's called the Menengai Crater. And it's... It's something like four or five miles wide. Mm-hmm. 
might be three, I don't know, three to five miles wide. Huge. Right. Well, they call it a crater from a meteorite. Yeah, they call it a crater. That's all of these, right. just about. Is well, yeah, the craters either, of meteorites or volcanoes. It's either a volcano. It depends on what kind of country you are. And and you look at the Tunguska event, right? Tunguska event, turn of the century, was it 1912, I want to say it was? Mm-hmm. They call that a meteor as well. But why is the impact like a perfect circular crater? Right, a perfect Where circular crater. Where the meteor? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Where is the meteor? Where is the debris from the meteor? Where is the leftover meteor? So it looks like what they call a laser ablation where like where you're where you're uh, removing like a something solid from another from like a piece of like using it to like carve shit, basically. Right. Like what lasers do laser etching, but just in a, you know, digging a hole. And you, you know what's funny? And I mean, dramatic tension built up for the audience because we all know this laser ablations and quote volcanic eruptions, they give off the exact same smoke pattern. Mm-hmm. The explosions, the smoke, the ash look exactly the same. Weird, isn't it? Like ninety nine percent of the time, we yeah, looked through so many of these videos. And thank you to this guy who was named Divergent. Mm-hmm. It's a great little channel. I like. I, I kind of like his attitude. I mean, no, he's not. He's like, what does he got to be like, Pakistani or something? I thought he sounded like Argentinian. Argentinian? You think so? I don't know. Some kind of weird, like South American, but like almost Italian. I don't know. Maybe, maybe like Persian or Farsi. Maybe he speaks. Maybe I don't know. Whatever. But, but he's not. He put together all this great content. Yeah, he, he did. He did. He put together all this great content, and he uses he uses some pretty funny euphemisms for things, so he doesn't get banned. I like I like the way he does his little uh, cover words. For stuff that he, he to get away with, like he won't say certain words, like he, like when he says World War, he won't say World War Two, because if you talk about World War Two, you'll get you'll get strikes because Jews will show up. Yeah, he does a very he has a very interesting way of speaking. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he doesn't get manned at all. It's pretty cool. We're not yeah we're not going to give away any of his any of his uh, tactics here. <laughs> no, but it's good. It's it's good stuff. So, um. Yeah, what were I we thought it was it? funny. I've been watching him for a while, and he used to try to hide his face with that microphone. Oh, really? So he, like he really thought he was maintaining anonymity by hiding like a small, small portion of his face with it. <laughs> and he was like, "All right, guys, I'm, I'm moving the microphone. Here's my face." Like, dude, we already <laughs> saw. The we only already thing have. You can't yeah, see is his mouth. The facial recognition software works on your like eye area, anyway, buddy. That's yeah, one of the points. That's, of the, that's like that's, the main thing that it works off of. Right, that's one of the points of the masks. That's why. Do you guys remember even before uh, the mask mandate became a huge thing? We talked about that with the facial recognition software. They developed and tested it in China, and it was so successful in China because the Han are like what ninety nine point test. Yeah, the ninety nine point nine seven five percent identical DNA. You know, and uh, so they look that that similar and they wear masks all the time so if the software can detect you know that small of a bit of difference imagine what they'd be able, you know do in a mixed country well How don't you remember the uh the the videos that people were taking during the olympics and they were like oh my god they have cameras here that can tell if you're vaccinated and we don't even have to pull down our masks what is this right like, right, right dude right. it's like, always dude. worked off your eyes yeah always <laughs> And with white people, it's even easier. <laughs> yep. 
Hmm. Wow. They have access to like a CIA database. Hmm. What do you mean? The CIA has access to a CIA database. <laughs> That's like, what was, what was it? Somebody said, if you don't think there's a one world government between this Russia and Ukraine thing and America and, and all this bullshit, like, I don't, I don't know what to tell people at this point. You're not going to make it. That's yeah. what I tell people. He's just not going to make it. I like, I like how Gary Wayne calls it the Nephilim world order. I mean, it's pretty true. I don't, I don't disagree at all. Oh. You know, Aether, Aether and I were actually talking about that because he's going. He just discovered uh, or read the Book of Enoch for the first time, and uh, he's, oh he and I have been talking back and forth about stuff, and and that's pretty much the conclusion that we're at. Is he's asking like, man, it's, is it any wonder that all these these countries, European countries, and everything that derive from these cultures that worship the Nephilim, like? Is it any wonder they're going through what they are now? I'm like, that's exactly what they intended. <laughs> yep. Ah, yes. But they were the ones throwing people into the volcanoes. There's also that. There's also yeah. There's yeah. also that. Yes, to those who've been talking about the Jewish volcano demon for, uh, let's see, the better part of a decade. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's. We did. It is a thing. Oh yeah, we like, talked about people Moloch. People like to talk about him all the time, but think he's just make believe. What Moloch? Yeah, Moloch and Baal, and uh, you know all these other child sacrifice. Gods yeah, they're all that. they're all Jeez. aspects of the same being, mm-hmm. and that same being is the leader of the Watchers in the Book of Enoch. Shemiyaza. Mmm. Shemiyaza, my friend. Saturn, Kronos, Molech, um, Baal, uh, God, Kumarbi, even names that you guys don't even know. Dagon, the supposed fish god, not even a fish Dagon, god. Yeah. Anyways, though, sorry. Don't Maybe we'll get, get to him game. on the uh, underwater peoples. Oh, yeah. So yeah we got to go back to that. Yeah. One. Yes. That will be. Good That's going to be fun. Go back to under, under the sea. All right. <laughs> Speaking of speaking of under the sea, um, Disney doesn't have that's not really a CU, but Disney doesn't have. They voted to take away their self governing status. Yeah, but the uh, Florida Senate, House, and Ron DeSantis all signed the bill today. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. As soon as I saw the story, uh, my wife and I were looking over. We were at a uh, celebratory lunch for something that happened for us today. And I looked over at a TV that was playing in the corner and it was Fox news. And it was saying that, uh, how is this going to hurt the Florida public? Like how are the Florida public? Uh, no, sorry. The, the line was, how are the Florida public going to foot the bill? Hmm. In response to this, I'm like, how does any of this get put on the Florida public? Well, it all has to get paid for by somebody. I mean, Disney's not going to pay for it anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Colorado has uh, officially extended its uh, its support to you know just completely dig up the land and use flotation vehicles to just pick up the entirety of Disney World and plop it down in the middle of Colorado. What? Yeah, they said they they give the official thing was they give sanctuary 
to Disney. Uh, yeah, bro. I don't. I don't know how that's gonna. Is it just gonna like come out of the ground and move over there, like, like, like in Final Fantasy VIII with the garden? Or what if they? Just gonna, like, <laughs> yeah, they just pick up the whole thing and move it. <laughs> just floats. What if they? What if they suck it down and they just transport it through the dumbs? What if the dumbs are even larger than we think? And these cities are kind of. Have you guys ever been to Disney World? Dumbo. Yeah. Have you guys ever you been see to it yet? at Disney? You have, go to the Carousel of Progress. Hold on. You which, know how that moves. Hold on a second. To go to go where? You know, you know the Carousel of Progress. How it like moves rooms. Mm, is that is? I don't know that I know that. You don't know the Carousel of Progress? That's like the one of the oldest Disney rides. Is this like the Houdini ride at Six Flags, where the room moves around you? No, you move around the rooms. It's oh. a uh, it's a carousel where you move around the rooms, and it shows a progression from like the 1890s all the way up to the 1980s in technology. It's uh, pretty funny. It was it was introduced in the 1950s or 60s at a World's Fair. Um, but what I was going to say is kind of maybe the dumbs act like that, where you can just move cities. <laughs> you can just drop them underground, move them around. Whichever way you want to. I don't know. I don't know how large these things are. No, or maybe it, someone's going to hit the big button and that laser is going to happen again. <laughs> maybe then. There's gonna, somebody's going to pick up the Etch-A-Sketch and shake it. What's the deepest we've ever gone into the Earth, supposedly? Is it nine miles or seven miles? It was, yeah, um, 7.8 seven, off the top of my head, I want to say, or 8.2. The, the, the Cola Super Deep Hole. It was, um, I do remember that name. Hang on. Just pulled it up. Uh, let's see. 23 centimeters. So nine inches in diameter reached 40,000 feet. You know, what always gets me looking at the picture of this is the, that like, you know, all the people, the town around it. Mm-hmm. Why are all these people living near the world's biggest sinkhole? I don't know. Also, the Cola Super Deep Borehole is 2.58, so 2.6 miles hmm. into the Earth, supposedly. And they just stopped boring. So it got too hot. It got too hot? It got too hot. They stopped. End of story. No one's ever touched it ever again. Hmm. Supposedly. Hmm. And there are many, there are many boreholes in Siberia, Siberia is a center of these uh, meteorite impacts in, oh, yeah. in the modern world. Oh, yeah. Meteorite impacts, boreholes. Um, but you see, they're surrounded by these poor ass villages. I don't, I've never understood that. And some, you know, USSR economics respecter is probably going to BTFO <laughs> me in the comments, but. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know that. That's a rather specific person. <laughs> I don't think there's. No, honestly, I'm not. I'm not trying to even reference a specific person. I just no, don't just, I'm saying know. that doesn't sound like doesn't sound like there's a large pool of that person to draw from. That's what I'm saying. Oh, you haven't been on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I have not. You caught <laughs> or me fortune. Was, you caught me um, I've 
I don't go on 4chan. I don't understand why why people think the only time I've ever been on 4chan is when somebody posts something. They're like, here, look at this. And it's like one of those thread archive. You cannot reply anymore. And so I'll scroll through. and Yeah, as soon as I see that, I'm like, oh, good. Right. It's not actually, you're not actually doing anything. You're just like. Yeah, like, good. I just get to sit back and read this. Right. You scroll through. That's the only time I've ever been on. See, for me, usually those posts are to find uh, green text threads from X. Mm-hmm. Those are always fun. Yeah. So if you guys check the um, the content chat, I just shared a page. I was looking for this, that Siberian hole. I thought I remembered it being in Siberia. Uh, and there's a giant crater that appeared in a peninsula of Siberia. Yeah, it just oh, appeared. This one is a big hole. It actually has a hole. That goes down. It's very Whoa. creepy. The, yeah, they don't have a good explanation for it. They're saying meteorite. There's no way that, that that's a meteorite. No, there's no way. For many reasons. No, and that remind, looks like... Grognak, remind, remind me, as far as meteorites go, um, what I posted earlier. Uh, meteorite composed of uh, some pretty non-space things. But... What? That's crazy looking, but, uh, you know, there are natural gas fields everywhere, right, around there. So it could be like some sort of explosion from a natural gas field. But, I mean, that's an like... Ejection in the permafrost. Like, dude, that's... So what, what that's popped That's a hole, bro. That's, yeah, that's, that's the thing is, uh, with a lot of these too, and don't be fooled by the impact direction that you that you think is based off of how this looks now. Um, these can still be geysers from the deep, whether it's water or natural gas. Or it could be a DEW. <laughs> right, or it could, right. It could just be somebody digging a hole with some sort of weapon. The geysers from the deep that the water came out of, you would, you would think that those are still underwater, right? I mean, those are, if there are draining points, they would have just stayed at the lowest point of water, right? Yeah. Did you see the 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 gif where it's rolling by? Yeah, I'm I've been looking at it for the past minute. Yeah, and you can see where the two light colored lines go down the side, down the angled yep. side, and they go straight down the wall. So that's like that's like rock. That whole That like is straight rock. Stra- right, that's straight stone. That's a hole carved in stone and it's pretty cylindrical. Now what you know, the whole like meteorite yep. theory. If, um, have you ever dropped like a piece of hot ash, like a piece of burning charcoal on something and it melted through? It does look like this. Yeah. That's something like a chemical, you know, something bloop and dropped there and there was a reaction. And, or this could be, um, I mean, it, it also looks a whole lot like, uh, one of those gas powered post hole diggers came through here. So, Johnny, look at this. So uh, when you get about halfway through it, um, when it starts over and it goes over the thing just before it it kind of cuts above the hole, Mm -hmm. it almost looks like the tunnel from the way you're looking at it. It goes back to the, it's not the Northeast, but Northeast, almost like two, three o'clock. Right. I'd say two o'clock. Yeah. It like actually goes off. Into. You don't see the same dirt coming down, illuminating that rock wall. It almost looks like it just shoots off that way. 
Right, like it's a the like it's a cave system or something. Even that's really odd. Yeah. Do you see what the last if it picture? is? Now, it's a very acute cut corner. What if it's a what if it's yeah. just a, what if it's just a bubble that was you know as this mud was solidifying after the last mud flood, it just bloop, that's just like a. Well, yeah, and Johnny, scroll down to all these pictures. Like, look at look at that impact pattern. That is that is not lava. I'm gonna say that isn't water. That is a natural gas. I mean, you try and play devil's advocate for a minute, and at least at least we're trying to say that we could be wrong here. But this is not. I don't think this is water. <laughs> this isn't anything that came up from the deep. This is something that came from above. It's something that created, it melted a pattern. If you were to take that and put that into Grognak, would you say like, this almost looks like the Aurora Borealis in rock. The flow of these cuts and these channels. Yeah, like that's granite that's shaped like it's like the pedals, like it's pushed up like that, right? It's really wild. Yeah, it looks That's like looks okay. like this just so this it is looks just like anomalous. They don't know how to explain this. I'm trying to find some other sources. Well, it looks on like it. there's it, no it good lo- explanation for it. Like a giant, like boring machine came through. You know, like this. Look at the stripes going down the wall. But then it seems and for like- everybody listening, we know this could have been a great live stream. But we are going to post all of these pictures in a mega link on the website so that you can go through and you can see these for yourself. Yes. I personally will make sure that these are all labeled <laughs> so that you can find them and you can see exactly what we're talking about. Because this go. is crazy. Yeah, this is pretty nuts. So this is in the Yamal Peninsula in Yamalonetis Autonomous Okrug, Russia. Yamal Peninsula. I mean, I've done a lot of work in the Kamchatka Peninsula, but not the Yamal. Oh, oh, this is like right below the Arctic Circle. Right. So, so Mo- Moscow Times just says explosion opens new pit to hell. Like they they don't even know what else to say about this. Really, dude? There have been there have been I don't know how many pits to hell between Czechoslovakia and Russia. I don't know how many pits to hell have been opened. Like, well, <laughs> now. Looking at a map of Russia, this is this is Asian Russia technically. If we're if we're going off of Tartarian map and like supposed Tartarian history, right. this is Tartarian land. Tartaria okay. being formed from Tartarus, meaning hell or prison. So Siberia is where that crew of like eight researchers went and Something attacked them in a tent, and they like cut their way out of it to get out, and they were mangled. That was the deal. You guys remember pass. hearing about that? Was the, the talking deal. about the Dyatlov Pass? Uh, I'm talking about something that did specifically happen in Siberia. So yes. I was just wondering. That's the Dyatlov Pass. What's going on there? That was the Dyatlov Pass. We did an episode on that a long time ago. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, that is one of the most well-known uh, Bigfoot Russian Bigfoot situations. Russian Bigfoot uh, Willow the Wisp. Also, will yeah, because yeah. I mean, there were a couple of bodies that were found with impacts, like they had fallen off of of a cliff, but their the impact of their bodies was like a rock uh, I was, fell I was in the midsection. Say, does, does Bigfoot normally rip people's tongues out? 
Right. Tongue, there is one, well, one, well, yeah, tongues I mean, and eyes. I, that what they said was it was Johnny. Was it like uh, consistent with pressure? Yeah, but like the pressure was, at that at that elevation wasn't. But, too no, high. like the, yeah, like the eyes blew out, like they bugged out, like in the uh, um, the Total Recall movie. But that would be like eyes bugging out, like your entire body was crushed, and all that pressure goes to your head and your right. legs. Right, that's really gross. Essentially, I don't know. That's, that's really gross. That is one of the most mysterious things, and to me, one of the absolute most terrifying things in all of Wait. history. Where was that again? I'll look up a couple of pictures for the mega. Oh, uh, it was, so it's it's called Dyatlov. Yeah, D Y A T L O V. And let me just pull up the the uh, oh, yeah. map for my just so I know where it is, just so I remember. Some so locals that's, think it was a Wendigo. That's actually on the episode, border. But... That's actually on the border of Asian Russia and mm. European Russia. Yeah. So we're looking. So it's, it's, like up it's in, on the Tartarian side. It's like Western Siberia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, we are at the one hour mark. Let's take a break. Come back with some more uh, stuff about volcanoes and how they're fake and what we think they, they might actually be. Uh, Reinhardt, did you pick a song this week? Did or Grognak? Did you I did not. Grognak picked a really awesome one, actually. I listened to it this morning at like 6 a.m. Oh, cool. <laughs> and it was awesome. All right. What is it, Grognak? Black Lava by Stericon. It's in the chat. All right. Well, let's listen to that. We'll be back. Gray heavens, no light shed.
right, everybody, we're back. This is still the Paranormies. I'm still Johnny Monoxide with Grognak and Ryan Hart. We're talking about volcanoes and what are they really? And and if they aren't what they we say they are, then why have they been why have they been lying to us about this stuff? Why do they lie to us about stuff, dude? I think this comes with the heliocentric model nonsense. You're supposed to believe that it's a big molten iron core. Yep. That it comes from. Yep. The molten spinning magnetic iron core that's made of magma. But is somehow Yeah, is somehow pushing outwards. It's and, gravity. Right. It's but it's pushing outwards. So this this stuff is pushing outwards because of the uh pressure from the outside. Pushing in, so it's because the it's gravity pressure from the core, as well as pressure from gravity on the outside. Right, so it's gravity pushing down, and then the pressure of the heat of the core pushing out. I believe that's the theory. Yes. Okay. I used to be that's pretty okay the at the science. What's that? I said I used to be pretty okay at like seventh grade science. <laughs> yeah, we've all we've all done the fake volcano, right? Oh yeah, man, absolutely. Paper mache, styrofoam, whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, that's funny you say that. That just shows how important that uh, the indoctrination is, huh? Right. Make sure every kid, at least not every kid, but at least every science fair has at least one volcano. I think it was outlawed after a while. They're like, all right, that's enough. No more volcanoes, like you know, taken away. You can't play stairway at the guitar at the guitar store. Damn! What if my kid and like built a model of like the hydroplate theory and made a compost pile combust? Well, I mean, yeah, like if you did like an actual like what you know how they actually work, as opposed to just <laughs> baking soda and uh, vinegar. But oh, Mr. Speaking, Principal, speaking this is what those... the giants did before the flood. They just took yeah, some baking soda and vinegar. Yep. Guys, we forgot to mention that they are very mineral-based. Like, if you dig into particular, uh, like the ones, the Welsh slag heaps in particular, you've got, like, the Cornwall tin mines. Mm-hmm. The tin mine is just a slag heap of tin. Right. Yeah, and they have they have them in Tennessee as well, right here in Tennessee. And they look the exact same. So do you think it's like they have the big cuttlefish type things? Like you have these big, big giant Titan or giants pushing these things around and it's like the, just the dust shit that's flying everywhere. Just like if you're cutting a two by four with a. Yeah. I mean, blade. shavings, wood shavings combust, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything. Exactly. Does. So if you, if you have, if you have silicon shavings, which, so let's imagine this, right? You're doing you're doing the uh, the lumberjack thing with silicon trees. Silicon trees uh, being electrical in nature, they're great conductors. Uh, they're part of all of our chip technology that we have today. You're cutting down one of these trees that is connected theoretically with every other silicon tree across the world through what now we call ley lines. That's not a new thing, I don't think. I brought that up on the Silicon Tree episode. Yeah, um, they're connected through the root system through the ley lines. Right. You disconnect the top from the stump. You you know mash it down. 
you've got all this debris everywhere. You have all this silicon sawdust, which sand. What we call that now sand. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Sand. If you cut down a tree, you're going to get a lot of sawdust. If if sand is, you know, silica sawdust, silica dust, you know, hey, cutting sand. down. That's why there's. What's that going to do? You're you're told uh, every time you buy something from Amazon not to let your baby eat the silica dust. What is it going to do when it's in a pile and sitting there in the heat, the high heat? Hmm. Um, it's got all of these chemicals, not just silicon, but it's got all of these chemicals just mixing together in this heat. What is going to happen? It's going have, to combust. And you're going to have a chemical reaction. For thousands of years, mm-hmm. it's going to continue to combust. Right. And again, the right these, conditions. these things, they look like slag heaps. They look like like um, there's mining activity in Donbass in Ukraine. It looks exactly like the side of a volcano. Um, but we that was know, pretty incredible, too. Yeah. The, the timing. Yeah, that's pretty, you know, pretty interesting. And that pops up, but um, and they're bombing the shit out of Donbass. Huh, weird. Mm, mm, mm. Mm-hmm. Just coincidence. Just coincidence. But it's um, only about U.S. bioweapons, right? It's only about U.S. bioweapons. It's COVID. It's all about COVID, which is over. I'll also, you know. you know, CERN's plans to uh, start up the Large Hadron Collider were not derailed. No, they were not derailed. No, they're they are on course. Uh, sometime between tonight and Sunday, Sunday being what the day this is going to air. Probably. Yeah. Because tomorrow, I think, yeah, yeah. So between the 22nd and the 24th, they're going to fire it up after three years of yep. upgrades and renovations. See mm. you on the other side of the wormhole, dude. Yeah. Nice right. You. I think I said, we have today, a meeting uh, point on the other side. I don't know. I, I hope that, I hope that John Levi's theory about, um, you know, Having to be inside of a stone structure with no metal, you know, we have a metal roof. Johnny, are we are we going to end up in a world where Mitt Romney was president? Oh man, I hope not. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm going to kill myself. I would never, I would never want to be in a world like that. <laughs> I, you know, my wife and I were actually talking today about the implications of of the LHC and and dimensions, kind of you know, smashing together timelines, what that would look like. And, uh, yeah, that, you know, yeah. I, I don't want to do that. No, Rob zombies, little brother, power man, oh, 5,000 when worlds collide. No. Oh God. What a, what a, remember that music? That was such crap. No, don't. That kind of metal was that. such trash. Don't do that. Um, like I said on the channel today, it's either the bottomless pits going to open Dimensional crashing is going to happen, or literally nothing. Yeah, it's probably nothing, and they're just going to say a whole bunch of stuff about it. <laughs> exactly. Because, well, we got to have conspiracy candy. I was going to say, how is the Star Wars movie going to change this time? Mm, that's right, yes. Well, R2-D2 uh, have a fourth leg. And this one, R2-D2 has four legs. Uh, the last three are not going to go away. <laughs> I'll tell you that. What, the last three Star Wars movies? Yeah. No. The Disney ones are not going to just not happen. No, it, well, Disney's might go away. I don't know. I would I would take that dimension. Are people are are, are people rallying behind Disney? I don't I don't even know, man. You know what would be I, really cool if Walt Disney just got out of that freezer. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah can we, can we just like storm the Pirates of the Caribbean ride and steal the head? It's kind of like the uh, the new God of War game, new, came out in like 2018, I want to say, where you carry around uh, Emi, not Emir's head, um, Krognak in Norse mythology, the guy who knew everything. One of the seers? No, it was no, one particular person. It wasn't one of the three. It wasn't one of the three fates. I thought, or, that somebody, I thought somebody took the, their eye. I don't remember. No, it was... It, Perseus he was a one-eyed man. It wasn't one the Cyclops who got poked in the eye. Um, what neat stories. Goodness gracious. Mimir. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, Mimir, who traded his eye for wisdom, much like Odin. Um, yeah, no, can we? Can we get that? What? <laughs> can we get what? The Mimir situation. Never mind. It was aren't a you glad those things aren't like just walking around still. <laughs> what ice giants? You're, you're walking on giants. them instead. You're taking a hike up Mount whatever, and it's really like some asshole giant that hunted on your ancestors. <laughs> you know, it, it could be. Well, it I mean, it could, depends on where you live and how, how you know, long you guys have lived there. Family wise. I mean, well, and if you, if you are talking about North America to their credit before all the absolute Jewish BS that happened over the last couple hundred years, at least that we're told, um, the Native Americans have quite a rich history of giants and even petrified giants. Oh, yeah, definitely. So Machu Picchu is basically like people living on a dead giant, in my opinion, right? I'll share a couple of pictures of it. When you look at it from above, it's, it's kind of odd. Where'd you put them? We're going to have to put these all in the uh, in the mega, so... Do not fret, everyone. There are pictures to look at in the mega. Scroll through, you'll find them. Yes, but Matsu Picchu is a, uh, a, a a frozen giant, frozen titan, dead, dead, petrified, petrified. He dead. Well, and this this goes back to uh, the Walt Brown uh, hydroplate theory, and a guy named uh, a pastor named Kent Hovind uh, was a creationist pastor in Florida who was actually jailed for uh, tax evasion years ago. Uh, funny enough, he was one that Edward Henry destroyed in his book called uh, the sphere of influence. Okay. That's why I know that name. I'm like, why does that name Which sound was, familiar? Yeah. He was going after heliocentric pastors. And uh, what's funny is Ken Hoven did, did a whole thing on uh, petrification post flood, mm. like proving the flood. Right, petri- right. Certain things that were petrified prove prove the existence of the flood. And it does not take long for water, especially salt water, to petrify a living organism. It can take less than a year, actually. And when you've got the pressure built up from the salt water that has just covered the earth in what we're told forty days and forty nights, the pressure had to have been insane and could have covered massive ground and really could have been the source of petrification for a lot of beings, whether they were living at the time or dead. 
Imagine right. that, like dead giants that are buried that are now petrified and being pushed up from these waters and become the basis of these mountains that we see these mountain ranges. Yeah. Um, one interesting thing that I found, uh, before we get to some of the petrified giant stuff mm-hmm. was in the hydroplate theory, uh, most mountain ranges actually run parallel to these ridges that we find across the earth. Yeah. Most mountain ranges are north south. Exactly. Um we do obviously we do find them running east west or they, but they more run often, north I mean, south and turn east west. Right, but they mostly run north south. Right, along these ridges. Mm-hmm. Along the ridges, um, yeah. That I've and if you look about. at these ridges, I, one of one of the coolest things I think I've ever seen is like an actual topographical map of what we call like the earth. I think it's based off the Mercator projection, but still I don't care about the continents. What I care about is the topography of the ocean that they say is there. And it looks like this scarred wasteland. It looks like no man's land. It looks like a dug up pit, like a mined out pit. exactly what it looks like right the mid-atlantic ridge for Mm. for my work um you know back a few years ago the mid-atlantic ridge and the pacific rim you know this whole like uh what is it stretching from like the corner of alaska and the pacific northwest all the way over to uh the kamchatka kamchatka peninsula down south all the way down to hawaii Mm. All of these things, they look like dugout trenches. They do. To me. They do. They look like, yeah, like, and they, they piled up the debris. Yeah, it, it doesn't look like plate tectonic theory of these things like smashing. No, together, it doesn't look like blowing apart. No, it doesn't look like crushed rocks like, like you would see when you take, like, you know, like, I don't know, in a pulverizing sort of mechanism. <laughs> I've seen it. You know what I'm talking about where rocks get crushed together and, and it just doesn't, it doesn't look like that. This looks like this stuff was just dumped there in piles right. or dug out, you know, or scraped out in that, in that manner. Right. And um, I put like this the, in the uh, content chat for us right now. So you guys can see what I'm looking at and hopefully y'all know the same map that I'm, I'm seeing right now. Look, the Pacific ocean, like, that's land. Mm-hmm. That land used to exist. Right. But if you look like the, the, the mid-Atlantic Ridge and that uh, the yeah. Pacific Ridge that goes down, that is all that mining, that all that digging and piling and digging and piling. And guess what is found along all of those ridges? Volcanoes. you got the Ring of Fire in the Pacific. And you've got underwater volcanoes going all the way down that mid-Atlantic ridge. Yep, all the time, all the time. There's just all it is, is just piles of mining debris, and you're having chemical reactions between different different piles of chemicals that have been sitting there under whatever kind of pressure and heat for how many ever years, and they're just reacting with each other. And you're you're having you know your fourth grade science fair reaction. I mean, is somebody who who actually enjoyed a little bit of chemistry? And I didn't want to, I did not want to go to, to college. I cut out after a couple of years of mostly history classes because they were telling me BS 
the entire time, I look at this and it makes perfect sense. It's simply chemical reactions. If we're if we're Occam's razoring this, that's all they are. What is the issue? Right? <laughs> I don't see an issue with letting people know that these are simply chemical reactions of debris piles of some sort. Yeah. You don't even have to go the giant route. <laughs> I mean you can well, I mean, you know, of something. It would be the truth, but right. you don't even have to say that. No, but and a lot of this stuff again, it looks like you know some stuff that's up on land, like uh, what is it, the Wave Mountain, Wave Ridge, or whatever it's called there in Australia, mm-hmm. where it looks like it's been cut with one of those. Um, what did you call them, Grognak? The uh, I know they're the mining rigs, but what's the actual name for it with the big wheel? What are those called? I know, like the slang term is cuttlefish. Yeah, the, the cuttlefish. Those are the, actual, the, the cuttlefish yeah, mining rigs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the word I was actually looking for. And they're huge. Those things are like, like what, like eighty feet in diameter. Yeah, that's that's what they used in the movie Avatar to really push home the the Earth Day, right? Earth Je- Day, Jesuit Space Day, Pocahontas narrative, Jesuit Day. Well, yeah, yeah, it is. Heliocentric day. Heliocentric, that's right. Happy heliocentric day. The 22nd of April is... Well, every Jesuit... Now, I did I did do this. I checked the... The Arbiter posted something, so I went and checked it out. I fact-checked him, and he was right. I, I went and looked, and, and you can look up any, any Jesuit father or priest or whatever, and they all had an Earth Day tweet. No other, no other religious well, today, sect. No other religious sect. For everyone sect. listening... Uh, this is April 22nd. We actually didn't plan this. Hmm. So yeah, it's Earth Day. Happy Earth Day, guys. Yeah. yeah. Happy Happy Earth is fake day. Happy, yes, happy, yes, environmentalism is fake and gay day. But also, you know, plant a tree and don't, you know, don't dump motor oil in the lake. Yeah, here's here's the thing that you know, we're we're not pushing anti-environmentalism here. No. We're pushing environmentalism, but in the same vein as any decent human being would have been for the past few thousand years. Right. Well, it is our... You know, when my kid was going to school before we were homeschooling her, she came home crying because of climate change stuff that they were learning because of dead polar bears when i was her age on earth day we actually went out and picked up trash and planted trees right that's what that's exactly what we did we planted trees oh i got i got a little bit of both actually so i'm yeah. 26 so i was born in 95 um I got the planting trees and then saying we're planting trees because polar bears are dying and they didn't say this, but basically your parents are the reason your, your parents generation and the generations before are killing us. We didn't, yeah, we didn't, we, we didn't get II, that because we were Hitler, the generation. Holocaust, <laughs> uh, industrialism, industrialism never ended. Dinosaurs. Yes, dinosaurs, 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 oil. Somehow, oil is dinosaurs. Speaking of things and that it, are other things. So, rocks. They go. What rocks. are they? Stones. <laughs> Some of them. 
box. How the fuck do they work? How do they work? Yeah. <laughs> like rock formation. We that for a break song. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, well, how do you, so how would you heat, you've seen the uh, buildings that look like the rocks are heated up to wedge them together, right? How do you heat up granite? I don't know, man. That's a whole nother thing we'll get well, into, I'm sure. But yeah, like the red brick. Well, what about the what about the inside of some rocks, of the volcanoes? How do they work? What about <laughs> volcanoes? How the fuck do they work? Uh, some of these volcanoes appear to have like red brick interiors or brick interiors in general. Like they're at one point, they were like a building that was melted by like a directed energy weapon or something. And then some rocks look like chopped up giant muscles some rocks look like faces some rocks i think i think one of the best uh examples of this is cappadocia in turkey cappadocia yeah you're gonna have to refresh my memory with a picture i know it i know it's is that the melted stuff yeah so cappadocia from the outside literally looks like an entire melted building or uh mountain range yes yes but the inside is a full civilization, full structure. Um, and 500 or so years ago was supposed to be the peak mm-hmm. of Cappadocia's power. And you can still go to it today. You can see the inside of this, this underground structure, uh, the hot springs, everything that is there. Uh, but this, to me, seems to be like one of the best still-inhabited examples Mm -hmm. of this melted building situation where when we're talking about melted buildings we're talking yes dews directed energy weapons right and the thing is with cappadocia you have all these spires you know and that are clearly rock spires and that have like caves perfectly carved into them yeah and these were part of the ottoman empire which was strictly muslim Mm mm-hmm so you're, what you're seeing are melted Muslim mosque spires. Right. So when did this happen? You know, at what point in, at what point in quote history did this happen? Was this part of the reset from the 1800s? Was this part of the reset from the 1500s? That's, yeah, that's the thing. We, we don't even know. Right, because I mean, if it's if it's Muslim mosques, then we know it can't be that old because Islam is not that old, according to what we've been told. Right. But then again, everything we've been told is, as Lloyd Pye would say, everything you know is wrong. I have both of his books, and I still have yet to read both of them. Either is the word actually I was looking for. I have yet to read either of them. What on Turkey happened? <laughs> right. Look, man, I don't know, but Turkey is still Turkey. Yeah, I mean, it's the still Armenian f- genocide still happened. <laughs> right, and it's still full of Turks. <laughs> and it's still full of Turks. Right. And no, it is not Constantinople. It is Istanbul, Cope and Seethe. Okay, okay. Uh, but some of these rocks that are not melted but there's a lot of man melted buildings there's that red brick truth channel on telegram that does a lot yeah of, they're f- a lot well, of uh, okay melted okay melted so we're talking stuff. about red red brick red brick truth here what is the truth about red bricks like what what is the importance here well apparently 
you know, they, they were, uh, at one point bricks were means of storing energy, I guess, because the iron in the bricks, I guess made a magnetic or something. I don't know the actual theory there, but I do know that, um, by looking at all of these melted buildings and melted structures and what we call mountains and, you know, and, uh, rock formations and whatever there, a lot of times you can see the brick patterns. You can, you know, look and find actual stuff or parts of these walls that still look to be made of bricks. And there was a civilization that built a lot of stuff out of brick and it got melted. Well, yeah, that was the thing is red bricks do have a lot of iron in them. They are conductors. So they work <clears throat> with natural human physiognomy or mm. physiology. I physiology. Say. Yes. Um, yeah. Physiology. And some people believe that these red bricks were actually created with humans. It's kind of, that's well, super morbid. Yeah. It is super morbid, but like that's, where some people believe that they recycled the bodies into the bricks. Right. Um, the red pigment does come from... they use the from... bones for the catacombs. Yeah. I mean... We've well, talked about the catacombs, and yeah, I mean, we definitely have to do more on that. Like we still... I still <laughs> would like somebody to explain to me the amount of bones, the quality, you know, of the, the state the bones are in now... Uh, how do they get them so perfectly preserved at the time? You know, and how, you know what I mean? With so many, it's just, there's just so many questions. And uh, I would like somebody to explain to me the ossuaries of orthodoxy mm. in Central and Eastern Europe, Bohemia, and other places. Um, for, I mean, yeah, that's a purely like spiritual thing is like, why? Why do you have these perfectly preserved bones and how and. What does it have to do them. with Christianity? A lot of bones. <laughs> a lot of bones. A where, lot of them. Why are, are the meteors? Furniture? I want to know where all the meteors are from all the meteor crash sites. Yeah, and I want to know a... where the blob is that they found inside of it. Oh, oh, meteors. So, thank you, Grognak. So, before the show, I was actually doing a little bit more prep. I was sitting outside, um, had a cigar with my dad and my mom. And Your mom smokes cigars. <laughs> was rewatching a video that I've shared to my channel and the Paranormies on the hydroplate theory. Walt Brown, like I said, he is a globe cuck, but there was something cool in there that I found. He was talking about uh, meteors, and there was a situation in America where a meteor struck the land next to these like three, I don't know, eight year old kids, mm -hmm. and. They had no idea what was going on. This thing just landed in the earth, made a crater, looked like a very small volcanic top. <laughs> and when what's funny is like three days later, a university already had possession, already had it in their lab and was pulling it apart. And what they found were salt crystals and liquid water. They found salt water. Hmm. In this meteor, it could not have come from space. There's no way. So space cannot it it can't support liquid water. Right. So and where did it come from? Yeah. Sorry, Johnny, but where could it come from? I have no I that's yeah, where? Where could it have possibly come from? So they watched it, they saw it, people saw it crash? <laughs> 
yeah, like three or four boys were just playing and it crashed into the earth, like right next to them. Mm. Like one of them just barely missed it. it and it had salt water in it. It was like a yes, rock. It had traces. Open. It had traces okay. of, of liquid so water that was if that was the brine water. is there to separate the waters from below and the waters above us. Right. Then maybe that's why. Is the salt water above us? I would agree. Sure. It's well, salt or is the salt water below? Sure. Is the fresh water above and salt water below? But we don't know. We don't know that for a fact. It could be. No, we don't. We it don't. could be. It could be either way. It could be both. Well, don't, you know what else is interesting? Don't forget, icebergs are fresh water. Yes, icebergs are frozen fresh water in the salt oceans. Most people don't understand what that means. So, like, <laughs> you want to explain it or I will? Or Well, you go ahead. But it just means that, like, I mean, it's fairly confusing to the, to the average person. Right. So, like, glaciers and icebergs are supposed to be frozen, just chunks of water out there, mm. you know, in the ocean in the coldest parts, but they're not salt water. They tell you that um, if you put, like, a, if you take salt water and you, or if you take salt water and you freeze it, right, that the, the salt will come out of it, but it, it, it doesn't. You can do that uh, experiment at home yourself. Yeah. You could make whatever the, salinity salt water is in the ocean and freeze it and it won't it'll it'll get at the worst slushy it'll stay there yeah, yeah it'll stay there but the salt's going to be there so it's this, not going to turn into me, to it's me, not going it to turn into giant blocks chunks of huge floating ice yeah so to to me this means if we go back to the terrarium that you all live in not the spinning space testicle that the water recycles right just like you have a filtered water system in the fish tank so mm -hmm. like if the water is coming out of the middle where all these ancient societies say you know the four rivers run from shangri-la type place um hyperborea yeah, right through the four through yeah the, through i mean that's where the fresh water comes out of the filter right. and then it i guess um if rolls you, over imagine the, edge. the sun going around and or around it melts the glaciers that are you know mm -hmm. that are there and I don't know, empty somewhere, must sound empty. Yeah, under the, there's like some sort of, of a filter underneath the ice wall and sucks it down. Yep. Well, and there could be eruptions. There could still be isolated eruptions of the saltwater, let's say, pillars of the deep, right? We are told in the Bible, the pillars of the deep erupted. Right. Uh, or the waters of the deep. The waters of the deep. Elsewhere, we are told of the pillars in the deep. Um, these could be part of those pillars of the deep. They could erupt and come down. I don't know. It, we don't know how high the firmament is. I've heard anything from three, uh, what is it, 300 miles up to, you know, a thousand miles. Yeah, I've heard somebody talking about like 3,000 miles the other day. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. We, we at don't the highest know. point. Yeah. Nobody knows. The best thing we can do is speculate. Right. We know it's not 237,000 miles like the moon is supposedly. No, or 93,000. So same distance. You just piqued my curiosity for a second. Uh, and I was looking for Bible references for the word volcano. Supposedly there are 16 references, but they're, 
they don't have anything concerning the term volcano even a single time. What does it actually say? Well, like his Jeremiah 51, behold, I am against you, O destroying mountain. So destroying mountain, okay, declares the Lord, which destroys the whole earth. I will stretch out my hand against you and roll down from the crags and make you make you a burnt mountain. You know, so just things like that. Lots of references so, in this manner. Yeah. The second angel blew his trumpet and something like a great mountain burning with the fire was thrown into the sea. And a third of the sea became blood and yeah, no volcano there. So Yeah, none of that actually sounds like a volcano. It's like the term planet. Isn't that funny? Mm-hmm. Plane. Yeah, that is never found. Um, and I assume you were looking in KJV. Just from the, the language of the first verse. It's all it what I pulled up is just mixed. It's just all different versions, but Okay. There's an ESV. Um, so like here's Genesis, Genesis seven. In the six hundredth year of Noah's life, in the second month, on the seventh day of the month, on that day, all of the fountains of the great deep burst forth and the and the windows of the heavens were opened. I don't see anything about a volcano there. It's like, you know, the this is made up man made shit in you know, movies for boss fights. Right. What, what happened in the days of Noah was pure water. Yeah. That's there was what no, it was. It was, and, it was the waters from below and the waters from above. There was no debris or any of that. Right. And well, there was debris, but it wasn't made by fire. It was a pyroclastic. No, it was from, well, I mean, it was from like water, like uprooting stuff and, you know, Splashing right. against and, you know, rocks and whatever. And Dr. Walt Brown uh, put it in such a way that it was the, oh my God, it was like 36 ton, 36 megaton bomb is what he was thinking of, of the pressure that would have burst through the earth at the time. I don't hmm. know. It, he's a globe respecter, but still, like the, the yeah. waters of the deep bursting through to the top. Well, how do the I globe mean, incredible how, amount of pressure? Yeah, how do the globe guys account for the waters below? The waters below there can only be a finite amount inside of there. Uh the, what Here's they a do couple is more guys. Uh Psalm, contains it. Psalm ninety seven five. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord, before the Lord of all the earth. Alright, that sounds like lava. Yeah, Judges five five. The mountains quaked before the Lord, even Sine before the Lord, the God of Israel. Psalm one forty four. Bow your heavens, O Lord, and come down. Touch the mountains so that they may smoke. This all makes more sense to me if you read the word mountain as like a city. You know, this all sounds like cities being destroyed. <laughs> yeah, actually, not, you, not volcanoes. No, none of that actually sounds like volcanoes. Other than the one with the uh, the mountains run like wax. That sounds like lava. Well, and what's interesting, so I've got Judges 5, 5 pulled up. I, I just listened to the full book of Judges the other day while I was at the gym. Um, and in context, you know, it says in, in verse 4, uh, Lord, when thou, went to, when thou wentest out of Seir, uh, when thou marchest out of the field of Edom, the earth trembled, the heavens dropped, and the clouds also dropped water. The mountains melted from before the Lord, even that Sinai from before the Lord God of Israel. Hmm. Verse 6, in the days of Shamgar, the son of Anath, in the days of Yael, the highways were unoccupied, and the travelers walked through the byways. So that the mountains uh, comment there in verse 5 is more talking about um, mountains of 
conflict peoples is what that is so we have to we always have to keep those things in mind um but the bible my, my has, point is there's no volcano in the bible right. i don't see it right there's right. not yeah there's not a mention nothing actually sounds like an actual volcano well the the fiery destruction doesn't come until the end that's earthquakes right earthquakes fiery destruction none of that comes until the end fiery hail was part of course the uh, the plagues upon egypt uh but that's a totally different subject <laughs> that's <laughs> probably for an entirely different show or one of my vms um but yeah fire is not part of any of the destructions or judgments in the bible there until you get to hell the lake of fire revelation etc volcanoes aren't there yeah and fire doesn't mean volcano though obviously no it doesn't could just mean antifa right exactly could be just antifa setting fires up on mount sinai wow (laughs) (laughs) wouldn't (laughs) you know if if antifa sets up banner on mount hermon that's going to be a real interesting one, right? <laughs> they have like the the largest UN uh, base on Mount Hermon. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You can see it on Google Maps. Oh yeah, they do. Oh, how about that? They do. Mount Why not? Hermon Why is, not put that the, there? Sure. It is literally the most important site to these people outside of Switzerland. The most important. Israel is like the third. Yeah, right, exactly. And speaking of Israel, Israel just uh just took on the yuan as as a currency, devaluing the dollar. Uh, the Hermo Yuan. Here we go. Anyway. Um yeah, so back to the uh the the frozen giants, the petrified titans. Um some of those pictures you have here, uh, that one, uh, it is the one, two, all right. Underneath the Lake Superior giant, one, two, the, the next one after the snake, it looks like a, a guy kneeling. Is that an actual photograph of, of a, of a thing? Or is that like an, uh, like a movie set where you can see the guy's knee and his calf muscle and then like his face up there and his torso. Oh, it looks almost like a statue. Yeah. Um, the caption for it said it was just found. Let me find it again. Okay. That is to me. It it looks like a statue that was collapsed and taken over, but I don't know. Yeah, taken the over with the rocks. You know, it's not like the thing. It's not like moss. You're it's, not going to know if gri- these things are collapsed statues that have bronze in them that show that these were like bronze statues iron statues you don't you just don't know Mm. but like how can you not look at that i mean like yeah but it's being taken over you said it's been taken over by what though the rocks the rocks just grew up around it i mean it's not moss you know right right rocks just don't grow up around other rocks dude what is the one the sleeping giant in alaska oh that one is still one of my favorites so this one says it's found in Maui. There's a video, but I don't see a news article for it. It's stupid Pinterest. Oh, boy. Supposedly it was just found. 
Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff like that. There's the snakehead rock. There's the giant snake in Thailand. There's these pictures. Yeah, the the Naka Cave in Thailand. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That one is an interesting story, too. uh, That goes along with it. I mean, do do you want me to tell some of it, or if you if you know it offhand, I mean, go ahead. Yeah, the basics of it are that there were two cities. Uh, One of them worshipped a serpent, and the other did not. And uh, the one who worshipped the serpent offered a daughter to you know wed the prince of the other city and found that <clears throat> and I'm just translating from the uh the weird Indian guy who wrote this story because mm. it is very very explicit uh, <laughs> uh essentially the woman frequently was unfaithful to her would-be husband and went back to a certain serpent deity for sexual pleasure and was herself oh could transform herself into a serpent. And so the prince's father was like, okay, this can't happen. This is not going to be my you know, son's legacy here. So we can't do the marriage thing. Sorry. So the uh, the king of the serpent country cursed the other land, uh, slaughtered everybody that was within, and cursed the king to be a stone serpent. Huh. And this is where we get the stone serpent of the Naka caves in Thailand. And there you go. And these caves, it's not just a rock formation. There is a rock formation that looks like the head of a serpent. Mm-hmm. And Grognak, you've you've seen the stone. You you I mean <laughs> you've looked at it. It's like hovering. There's no it's, way. That's the other thing. Yeah, it's just How kind of is it above the ground like it's, that. It's it's not really yeah, like it's it it's like carved like. out of something, you know. And, and it looks like there should be in more in the caves itself. You see curving stone scales. Mm-hmm. And now, here's, here's what everybody's going to say. Well, if you say that all these cultures were white, Tartarian, couldn't they do amazing architecture like this? Couldn't they carve amazing you know, serpent scales? Wouldn't that sure. be a triviality? Sure, maybe. But why is there such history and mythology built up around this? Yeah. Are you telling me that the same people who had the intellect to build this decided to say, no, no, this was a, this was a man who was turned into a serpent. We didn't build this. They gave up credit? No. Yeah, I don't believe that. I don't believe it either. And the Nobody world was a serpent, slave. What's that? And we, Nobody was a slave that built it? No, the story about the no slaves building stuff—it's such a—that's such bullshit. I agree with. Well, we see. I agree with Jonathan. Buy my coffee, Levi. <laughs> we see, we see serpent uh, transformations, serpent massive serpents everywhere from mm-hmm. Greece to to North America to Thailand. Right. Yeah, all kinds of all kinds of giant serpents uh, structures. Whether it's the serpent mounds, the stone serpents, um, you know, Ohio, Ohio, yeah. 
the Serpent Mountain in Ohio, which corresponds astrologically perfectly to Gilgal Rephaim in the Golan Heights in Israel. Well, it's Syria, but they annexed it. Golan Heights in Syria? Isn't the Golan Heights? Yeah, the Golan Heights. That's what Donald Trump gave gave Israel permission to take. Remember? Hang on. Who does it belong to currently? Golan Heights is in Palestine. Is it? I so it's Israel. I thought the Golan it's, Heights it's, was part of it's contended territory that they they took. You know, without permission. Now we're saying, okay, right. they have permission. Yeah, right. I'm I'm speaking in in ancient Israel, right. <laughs> it, but it was so it's ancient Canaan, is what it was. The Golan Heights was actually the kingdom of Bashan, mm-hmm. the land of the serpent, known as the entrance to the underworld near Mount Hermon. Hmm. This land was ruled by Ahog of Bashan. Uh, this this uh, site, specifically Gilgal Raphaim, is known as the Wheel of the Giants. And it holds hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of burial dolmens. And many of them were giant bones. Many were petrified as well. Right. Right. Just like the serpent. Mm-hmm. And we've seen, and we've seen the videos, we've seen the pictures, right, Johnny, of all these... These weird mountains uh, through Thailand, Southeast Asia. I mean, it's not just looking at clouds. Right. No, it's all kinds of... You're talking about like all the petrified stuff, like the horses and the, the animals and the faces and the hands. The elephants. And the feet and the yeah. elephants. And the, yeah, Rhinoc- there's a rhinoceros. There's a cat. There's a frog. This one is two faces. This one is a, which looks to be a monkey face. This one looks to be another snake. Like there's hundreds and hundreds of these rock formations that are uh, clearly something other than, you know, where they, they appear to be something other than rocks. Now, what is that? What is it called where you see faces where there aren't any porphyria? No, that's something else. No, you know, porphyria is the disease that uh, Jews have. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> The megalophobia. Or no, what? what's the thing? I forgot what it's called. Paranoia. Oh yeah, something like that. I forgot what it's called, but a lot of people would say that that's what it is, and that you know you're just seeing right. things where they're not uh, patterns, where they're you know they're not patterns. No, these are definitely things. These are definitely faces. These are definitely feet, hands. Definitely a frog. There's definitely a you know a thing. Well, and if we if we move back and walk it forward in the silicon tree theory, mm-hmm. the pre-flood world was a hyperbaric world, especially if we're living in a geocentric dome. It's a hyperbaric chamber of a world. So humans, when when people talk about Adam being a giant, Noah being a giant, they're trying to put in a corrupt idea but they are correct in the physiology sort of way, is they would have been taller than us. They would have been more, obviously, more healthy. Um, they would have been demigods to us because they would have had this constant flow of perfectly healthy oxygen mm-hmm. flowing into their bodies at all times. 
It would have been like living in an oxygen chamber. Well, not just that. It was also, you know, everything. What about the the whole silica-based life? Exactly. And silica-based life forms living in a world of silica-based trees, pushing Mm. off all of this energy that they could pull in. These animals, this flora, fauna, all of it would have been massive. So right. why not? And why also, not you know, also silica-based. It's also silica-based. So then when, when something happened, some sort of cataclysm happened that caused all the silica, maybe life to petrify, maybe there was some sort of weird electrical thing that changed, you know, them from being alive to just being rocks. It's entirely possible. I mean, what do you think, Grognet? Well, I kind of think of you were talking about Adam. It almost reminds me of Adam without the breath of life. So, like, it was just pulled out of everything. Well, one thing that I found pretty interesting, and I hate to mention him again after so long of not doing so, but Tim Alberino brought up a great question Was mankind intended to die or was mankind intended to live forever? And the answer is yes to both. You know, Adam Adam and Eve, by extension, their bodies were intended to deteriorate, but they were kept alive. They were kept invigorated by the tree of life, as we're told, right, in not just the Bible, but in several different mythologies. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when they got kicked out, they the, the tree of life was cut down, right? But they but they still lived incredibly long lives. Yeah, I mean, comparatively, yeah, you had you know, um, yeah, compared to us, we don't know how yeah. long they lived in the garden. No. God, right. could have been could have been a million years. I don't could've know. Right. And outside the garden, who knows? It could have been a million years on Earth. It almost sounds like you needed to eat from a tree of life to sustain. Exactly. Well, sure. that's that's his point. Is yeah. the tree of life sustained? That well, it was guarded. We were booted out. It was guarded. So mm-hmm. it also makes you wonder was it guarded not just from us, but from others? And he brings up the same question. I think that's yeah. that's a great theory. Well, one thing uh, we didn't really talk about, guys, was petrification um, and how that works. Because uh, I'm trying to find this very particular video, and I'll share it to the channel once I do. But I had. You've seen the chunks of petrified rocks that look like they could be like, you know, muscle, right? Muscle and fat fiber of giants. Yeah. Like bodies. Yeah, yeah. we've seen that. Is one of a guy just like chopping one up with a, like a big blade, like it just chops into pieces. It's like he's <laughs> like he's just butchering this rock. Hmm. Uh, but something we'll have to maybe get into is how petrification actually works. It's not, I don't think it's really as it, they say it is, you know. No, I don't believe that. Um, I, I don't believe that uh, organic material can turn into inorganic, um, you know, shiny rocks. And I like how, you know, when they fell over, you know, when these petrified trees fell over, they shattered into perfectly sliced, like they're on a charcuterie tray. With fibers. Yeah. So. Yeah, to me, to me, everything points to these things being cut down these things being harvested Mm. and this harvest this cutting down was interrupted that's possible yeah 
And why, why, what makes you say that though? Why? Cause it's incomplete. Yeah. I mean, they, they may have cut down, you know, 90% of the silicon trees. The flood may have taken care of the rest. I don't know. Um, well, was, but, if they kept going, would everything look like the deserts that we have now with the top layer completely scraped off? That's you know? exactly. That's kind of what I'm getting at is like, it, there must've been some incomplete situation there. Um, well, because we know their their plan did not fully play out. If we're going by the biblical, like Genesis six and possibly Book of Enoch narrative, their plan didn't fully play out. So if it did, it's it's possible. Yeah, our entire world could look like that. At least the continents that we know. Right. I mean, you know, just look at that map. It definitely looks like dug up mine. Definitely a lot of a lot of excavating has been done. A lot of digging. I know. I honestly I want this in like the most high resolution possible on my yeah. wall. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool, man. It's pretty cool. All right. Well, Even listen, though the proportions are crazy off. Yeah. Well, of course, the the new projections is uh, was it Africa is actually like not as big as they say it is. Is that what it is? Or is Africa bigger than they said it was? No, it's like twice the size. Okay. So Africa is actually twice as big and, and Europe is actually half as big. That's what it was. Europe and Asia are like half the size. Yeah. Well, you know, again, that's what they're telling us. We don't know that. Right. And that, that kind of goes back to the airplane thing is like, Oh, you're telling me I took off here. We stopped here and we landed here and it took this long. Okay. Whatever. Sure. Right. You're whatever, dude. Believe that. Yeah, <laughs> you just you just believe push a button, boom, you're on another floor, and you believe that shit. <laughs> they didn't even try. <laughs> those are those are some of my favorite memes. Yeah, yeah. Elevator memes. I'll tell you this: I am so sick and damn tired of riding in airplanes. I've done it for twenty years. I'm yeah. sick and damn tired of of satanic air air rituals. Yes, your satanic metal tubes. Get the hell out of here. I'm done. I'm done with Satan penis rituals. (laughs) Oh, boy. All right. Jack Parsons episodes. Yeah, I know. We got to do some more of that. Speaking of Jack Parsons episodes, John Fashcroft is going to be joining us again soon. Um, Yes, now he's got it. You said so on air. Yeah, Yeah. I said so. I missed the last one. I hate that. I love John Fashcroft. And then after that, we've got uh, next Friday's... Yeah, we have a, we have an awesome guest next Friday, and the Friday after that we have another guest. So, two well, guests we, in a row. Wait, who do we have next Friday? Is it next Friday? No, no it's the, uh, the week after. Isn't that the fifth? No, it's not. No, it's two weeks. Oh, okay. So the fifth, the fifth and sixth, we have guests, and you will hear one of them. Uh, right after it was recorded, the other one you will hear just after. Oh yeah, the fifth and sixth. We're having two guests. That's right. Yeah. So we have a double feature. Well, then we have, that means we have three guests then. Oh man! No, and no, the no. week after that, we have another one. That's what I'm saying. There's three guests in a row. So <sighs> the content shows are just going to be chock full of guests this season. So enjoy, folks. Enjoy, I said. All right. We're gonna get out of here. There is a creepypasta at the end of this. I promise we will be back 
on Tuesday on Pilled and DLive and Odyssey with our live stream, which you can catch on the podcast on Wednesday. We're still working on the RSS thing. I'm just going to, I don't know, might as well just spring into the freaking uh, Libsyn. So we have an RSS. I don't know. I don't know. That's the problem with having an RSS is like, you know, like our, our, our stuff gets out there. But like our backlog, it doesn't matter. My internet's such shit. It takes forever to upload anyway. I know. I know. Uh, but at least what time can you catch us on pill? You can catch us at uh, 7.30 Central, 8.30 Eastern, 5.30 Pacific, uh, Tuesday nights on Pilled. Check us out. Um, also, go to dissidentapparel.com slash allies slash paranormies and buy our shirts. They're very cool. Shirts People are... look awesome. Yes. Shirts My are coming. got hers in. They look great. I'm jealous. Oh, yours are coming. Don't worry. <laughs> I know, but now I need to get the ones that I already bought because they're made better. Oh, the new ones? Yeah, you want to get them remade? Yeah, they look great. Did you get Did you get uh, one of the older ones with the new process? Um, yes, she got like the classic skull, and it looks fantastic. Really? Send post a picture of that. I want to see a picture of the new, um, the new digitally remastered version that our buddy over at Dissident Apparel has got uh, hooked up with the new machines. See, I yeah. I still love my uh, flat Earth for dummies. It's vintage, so I'm just gonna keep that. Yeah, I am too, but I also want to like, you know, um, buy the you know the new one when it comes out. Right. I'm like that. I'm like that. I, you know, I gotta have one that's still in the package. It's, it's the bug man in me, right? I'm not a bug gnat because I, I don't believe in the moon at all. I know, I know. Yeah. Um, but, oh, one thing. But everybody so has a hobby. Minor books. <laughs> one thing we forgot: when you catch us on pilled on Tuesdays, we do have donations available. Uh, gold pill system there uh, if you are watching the live stream you can go over to the third tab and they do have gold pill increments there just like any other live stream yeah you can do the same thing do the same thing on d live donate some lemons i don't exactly yep. remember what the system is called on odyssey but there is a system exactly like it so yeah yep check it out you can that donate is. to us on any of the streams that you watch us on if you prefer to watch us on odyssey go ahead if you prefer to watch us on d live go ahead if you want to come over to pilled get your account set up over there and watch us on pilled you can do that too do one of them all right Jeez. yeah and all that helps us uh get together our website costs uh keeping our rss up once everything gets set um New graphics for the live stream, new T-shirts, new content is probably the most important thing. Yes, lots of new content. We have big plans for great new content formats. Um, so that will really help uh, bring us some new stuff for you guys. And you can be more than a listener. You can talk to us on the show. We'll read your comments if they're good. Oh, yeah. Always do that. Leave comments. Always go to paranormies.com and leave comments. Always do that. Or do it on the Telegram channel. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to get out of here. Creepypasta upcoming. See you on Tuesday. Later. Volcano worship makes you gay. The heavy door slips shut with a little less care today. Every day brings more courage and less care to our current point of interest. A young assassin named Tetherex. 
adolescent for his people still means having more wisdom than most humanoids. At least the level of charisma that allows one to forego the sword and shield in many cases. Yes, his people are natural assassins, thieves, and provocateurs by nature. Today, he is the cell's usurper. Tetherex walked calmly into the chamber, his footsteps springing with a little bounce as he whistled his new favorite melody to announce his arrival. He was still used to sneaking around and needed to break that habit. My lord, the emissaries have arrived seeking your audience if you are ready to have them. The man in the throne, known as the provincial ruler King Richard, stared right through his privy council. Although he had been a personal friend to the king for years, his newfound interest in the harp had him not for brevity. He lost his two sons in a short span of time, both to tragic accidents in conquest. Their deaths were seen as mysterious consequences to the king, as he had set some of his best men among the company they were traveling with. The king sat motionless in his throne, awaiting the inevitable lever harp to swing across from Jacob's backside and into his hands. He truly was amazing with the instrument, and his counselor had always been a very gifted bard. It was one of the reasons he enjoyed his company so much. However, a portentous feeling came over the king as he listened to the melody. Jacob was unnaturally talented in his late son's opinions. Relax, my king. They arrive presently, and the affairs will be over in short time. As almost a cue for entry, Jacob's melody ended in a crescendo when the heavy door latch pulled and lifted. Two men dressed in exotic garb entered, both wearing fine linen and head wraps. The two men, emissaries from the distant sultan, walked up the chamber audience hall and to the throne. We are here to witness the coronation. King Richard's eyes widened at that remark. The harp swung back over his counselor's shoulder, and he stepped toward the throne. Good sir, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Tetherex, and I have come for your skin. The two throne room guards turned and brought their spears up across their chests facing their once-proud king with hostility. What is this insurrection? You won't take five steps out of here. My men are ever loyal to me and my father's generations. You are a worm! Tetherex's eyes shifted before him, and his fine robes melted into his now ashen-gray skin. The man who was once known as his friend and confidant was now before him as a monstrous being, with rubber-like, translucent skin such as that of a fog. Astonishment froze the king in place, and he found himself muttering and stuttering nonsense as he looked back and forth between the guards and the emissaries. None of them seemed alerted in the least bit by the creature that stood among them with the large, black, almond-shaped eyes. Killer! Assassin! Tetherex turned his flesh to the king's fine robe. His fingers dorned the ring with the same garnet cut and the family's sigil engravement. 
As the alien face before him started sprouting a beard, the king heard a voice come into his head. Not a killer today, but a displacer. The last thing King Richard saw before a concussive blast struck him in the head was himself. A complete and perfect copy of himself. <laughs>